Always, the Glory Road podcast begins with MC Hammer's Can't Touch This. Billy Beebe from uh, Studio B here at the University of Mount Union. Technically not live, I guess, or a pre-recorded podcast. Um, Matthew Beck, my special guest today, good friend of mine. Um, been craving to do a podcast, which obviously much appreciated. Matthew, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Billy. Thank you very much for having me on. I've always wanted to do a sports podcast, and I'm really excited to do this today. And free agency, definitely the spot to do it for, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely insane free agency this year. Right. And as Matthew alluded to, probably the it seems like it's the biggest free agency in a couple years. But, you know, free agency always consumes the NBA world as it happens. But this one, definitely a special one. And if you're a fan thinking, oh, it's just that time of year, it's just free agency. No, Matthew, let's kick it off with the fact that we did research. We looked into it. We looked at what we're staring down next year. Not near as good a free agency. Yeah, like I was saying, you know, unless something crazy happens where a player wants out or something, there's pretty much all multi-year contracts on the big names this year. So I'm not sure what it's going to be like next year. And that starts with free agency. So, like, we can kick it off. The Clippers making the move. Kawhi waited for July 5th to really get his decision out there, and that was because he was in the works trying to get Paul George traded. Next year, when free agents don't move the way that they've moved this year, Matthew, the trades don't happen the way they do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Somebody really would have to request. There would have to be some like just something to happen with a team or something where maybe there's like some, some arguments between players for something to happen. Outside of that, I just don't see anything happening. Love it. So let's kick it off with the clip show, the Clippers who historically – Bad reputation in the mid-2000s, an interesting reputation with, with Lob City, the mm-hmm. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin era. Um, I guess really we thought this is a scrappy team that probably Doc Rivers' career was coming to an end, yeah. and last year saved it. They basically screwed Blake Griffin over. All right, let's start there. They screwed <laughs> Blake Griffin over. I always like Chris Paul, but Chris Paul's kind of a dickhead now, and that's just <laughs> – and it's more – viewable that he all he was always a dickhead um chris paul man not looking good on the rockets right now no no not really not really but back to you know if we're talking about the clippers i feel like the clippers have always been the little brother to the lake show right the lake show is the main stage you know they they both play at the same place but it's just something about those los angeles lakers that you know always and i still feel like that's going to be like that this year but it's definitely going to be a little bit more equal this year between the you know the two big names in la I completely agree with you. L.A. challenge, uh, huge. And the rumors circulating right now, of course, that Kawhi um, basically recruited Paul George to request a trade. Uh, Strung the Lakers along is a story getting out there right now that Mm -hmm. I think Ramona Shelburne's reporting that he changed meetings, he changed times, just took the Lakers for a ride. Either way, the long-historied, crappy, weird, underachieving Clippers – are now the team uh, with a lovable Pat Beverly, um, Doc Rivers. I don't think anybody has a problem with Doc Rivers. I like him. Mm-hmm. 
they moved on from Lob City, sponsored by Bumble. Everybody loves it. <laughs> they get Kawhi. They get Paul George. Um, Kawhi's the man now. That's just oh, yeah. that's fact. He engineered free agency this oh, year, yeah. Matthew. He, he led it all. People were waiting on his decision, and there were top-notch players changing teams. Exactly. Um, start here. Him or Anthony Davis? Who do you think had a more just consuming move? A more consuming move in yeah, terms I of mean, like the what draw. What really took the lo- the the headlines more? Oh, Kawhi Leonard, one hundred percent. And I think that's because Davis took a lot of the regular season. Agree? Exactly. Yeah, people kind of figured, you know, especially with uh, LeBron and AD being under the same um, like agency. Um, I definitely feel like kind of people anticipated him going there, and nobody knew where Kawhi yeah. was going. So and it didn't a, look like the Clippers either. Exactly, exactly. I remember Chris Bussard talking about you know Clippers were not even in the in the running anymore. Yeah. It was literally Lakers or Toronto, and then out of nowhere, I wake up to free agency Lakers madness. Uh, the, yeah, the Clippers give up like six years of draft picks. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, was it it was uh. Gilgis Alexander, right, or Gilgis 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 Shea Gilgis. It's a mouthful. Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> yeah, they give him up and a bunch of picks for Paul George, and I was like, okay. And then I see Kawhi Leonard's there. I'm like, that's going to be a tough team. Yeah, that's going to be a tough team to beat. Right. Yeah. So Kawhi engineering all this. I mean, he basically tells Paul George request a trade, and we're going to rock. Um. So to the non-sports fan, right? Somebody like let's whatever your girlfriend, your yeah. mom, your girlfriend's mom, whoever mm-hmm. they say, oh, why did that. George guy, I thought they did basic answer. If you don't want to really break it down, you're like, yeah, when they request a trade, you have no choice. You got to mm-hmm. not this time, buddy. Yeah. The Thunder are given a get out of jail free card here, guys. Two straight years of underwhelming playoff performances. George was hurt. We get it. Whatever. It happened. Um, Russ was really adapting to playing with Paul George. He was playing off ball. He was playing good defense. Oh, yeah. He wasn't taking shots. He was letting Paul George run things. Paul George w- destroyed his shoulder. His mm-hmm. shoulder wasn't working. His shot was off. Um, it's a shame. The Thunder just got a get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> Dude, I know that I was looking at it. They got picks for to like 2024, yeah. I believe. And I think, you know what, if they get rid of Russ, that team is in a very strong position to rebuild, a very strong position to rebuild. The Thunder will be making three first-round picks twice, two first-round picks like four times, I believe. I mean, they absolutely ransacked the Clippers, who had two Miami picks, which we'll get to in another second. Um, it's huge right now, the idea that I'm guessing Kawhi said to them simply, I don't think he wanted to take a backseat to LeBron and Davis, which would have happened. I don't oh, care yeah. what you said. He would be third mm-hmm. on that team. Davis and LeBron are friends. Davis is the one that got there first, wanted, you know, has wanting to get there. Kawhi said, all right, you, all you guys got to do is get a second star. And that's how you overwhelm a team like Oklahoma City who just has to try and look forward and clearly – and don't let them think they weren't rebuilding because they signed mm-hmm. Alec Burks and they signed somebody else that weren't really rebuilding players. So clearly they were going to move towards that. Uh, the get-out-of-jail-free card. Step one's good. Matthew, they got a haul for Paul George. Russ Westbrook's next. Yeah, seriously. I think if they get rid of those contracts, you know, Stephen A's not on the be- – uh, not Stephen A, sorry. Stephen Adams is not on the best contract. But you know what? If they can – I think he's still a solid center, you know. But if they get rid of him too, they're in the best position – in the league to, you know, advance in the next 10 years with just draft picks and talent and cap space, and I think they are in a pretty good position right now. Yeah, I agree. And if we stay with the Clips, right, Lou Will is back, sixth man of the year. 
Pat Bev re-signs. He got a nice contract. Yeah, I got their roster pulled up right now, and it looks that is an intimidating roster. Right. Yeah. I mean, go from there. I mean, Montrez Harrell, who you who you really like. Yeah, I do. I'm gonna assume that their starting lineup is gonna be something like Bev, um, Shamet or Shamet. I can never pronounce Shamet, it. Shamet Landry Shamet. Yeah. Uh, I would assume that they're gonna put Paul George at the four. Or maybe, maybe the two, yeah. um, either one. I would say Kawhi, Paul George, and then I think they're going to start Zubak, and I think they're going to have Harrell come off the bench. Yeah, and then they're going to do a little like Lou Will, um, and then and that is way more enticing than the Lakers. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now. With depth and defense, and you know Kawhi Leonard absolutely coming off a monster year with the Raptors. I think that that team is obviously even Vegas has them as the favorites. Yeah, and I don't want to jump too much into finals favorites. We got the Lakers, we got the Clippers. There's a lot mm-hmm. happening. Um, so I, I mean, the Thunder get a haul. They get basically seven first round picks. Danilo mm-hmm. Gallinari, who they can move again. Yeah, I mean, he's a really good player. And then Shea Gilgis Alexander, who proved himself to be extremely valuable. Uh, I th- I think they I think Gallinari was sent with that trade to OKC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gallinari's moved, so the Thunder can move him again if exactly. they wanted. Probably get another first rounder. Um, so the clips looking really good. The Thunder, now the move is Russ. You alluded to it a little bit. They probably have no option but to get rid of this guy. The rumor right now is Miami. Interestingly enough, the Thunder have two Miami first rounders unprotected, which if you want to know the situation with Miami, Pat Riley will not be irrelevant as long as he's working there. That's a fact. He will not do a down season and you're like, oh, but what about, you know, the year they missed the plays? No, he gave Whiteside giant contract. He gave Kelly Olin Like, he's trying. Yeah. He won't surrender the idea that the Heat are bad. Mm-hmm. So, Russ, a Russ move, a Jimmy Butler move, I mean, this this is likely because – and you would say, okay, well, the Thunder have Miami, you know, picks, whatever, but I think Pat Riley just doesn't want to be irrelevant. Say what you want about just pairing two players together, whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I think that there's no reason to be irrelevant, and I think Pat Riley does a good job of making sure that they, you know, the Miami Heat get a couple headlines throughout the year. Especially with some to noise. support D Wade, they tried to carry that exactly. And you know what? The Heat got a lot of attention with D Wade last year. I know they weren't in the, they weren't, you know, they didn't really go far or anything like that. But with D Wade retiring, they had a bunch of attention on him. Yeah. So maybe not relevant in terms of like finals contention, but relevant in terms of media draw. You know. Agreed. So Russ right now staring down uh, Miami. New York, if they really want to fart on themselves, and <laughs> Houston. Um, the Houston thing, Matthew, I mean, that's the same thing. Daryl Morey just likes putting good players together. Yeah. So you move Chris Paul, take on Russ, whatever. It's just two good players together. That's I, all it would be. I think that's the worst possible thing that Rockets could do is get Russell Westbrook. Talk about two ball-dominant players. You want to talk about hard-nosed Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook with the ball. And I know right. he's been getting better. Playing off ball with Paul George, I just still think that's a rough. That would be a rough decision. Like I said, they'd probably sell tickets. It'd be headline. You know, the OKC teams back together. Everybody likes to talk about that, but I just don't think that team would go any farther than they already have. Yeah, I completely agree. But right now, the pressure's on teams to do anything different, something different. The Thunder are just the example we're going to use so much today because the Thunder just said, "Hey, it's enough. Enough is enough. Three straight years of losing in the first round." We're changing it. Yeah, It's either a rebuild or we're making a huge move. If we're talking about the Rockets, I don't think they're ready to rebuild, so they'd make a huge move like exchanging for Russ. They were trying to work the Jimmy deal, the Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler angle, and so that's where we're at right now in NBA free agency, and especially the fact that 
These things are possible. Don't say it's not possible. A Jimmy Butler sign-in trade was likely. A Jimmy Butler move to Miami didn't seem likely, but it happened. Like, these are... Yeah. People are going to move. Kemba Walker to the Celtics was never rumored. Yeah, exactly. Until two days before free agency. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boom. I mean, Kevin Durant is getting paid to sit out for a year. Ky- <laughs> I mean, Kyrie Irving just got signed after destroying a young upcoming franchise. Who signed him? A young upcoming franchise. Anything's possible exactly. because of names, big names, relationships, things like that. Um, Matthew, we move on to Anthony Davis. The next L.A. team. We're going to have a great L.A. rivalry, obviously, oh, yeah. with the Clippers-Lakers. Davis, we've gotten into so much the trade value, whatever, how much the Pelicans got. Let's cut it from there. Where are the Lakers at? I mean, how do you feel about what they have so far? If I have to make a decision and like my life depends on it, I'm saying Western Conference Finals. Um, my only problem is, so they actually have a pretty solid, I believe an underrated amount of depth. I feel like, um, because they do have Danny Green, they have Contavious Caldwell Pope. I'm looking at their roster now. Obviously LeBron is going to, you know, LeBron's going to be LeBron. That I mean, you're, is, if you start with LeBron and AD, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You'll make the playoffs. 60 you wins. Could, you could have, uh, pe- let's say 55, 50 wins. Yeah. People, you know, people have been joking about Stephen A playing on the, the Knicks and stuff like that. Like you could have Stephen A play the shooting guard and, you know, stand in the corner with LeBron and AD pick and roll. Right. But they got, I mean, they got Rondo playoff. Rondo is a serious thing. People talk about that. Yep. Quinn cook off the bench. Um, I think Contavious Caldwell Pope will come off the bench, not Danny Green. Some people okay. have said because Danny Green's a little bit more two-way player, which yeah. the, you know the Lakers want around LeBron and AD is just two-way guys who right. can play defense. You can switch and shoot the open three. And Kuz is interesting because, and I I think you were going to get to this, so I'm gonna hit on mm-hmm. it. Kuz, we don't know what he is in two ways. We don't know what kind of star power he is, what kind of good player he is, yeah. and we don't know if he's coming off the bench. Or going to start with these guys. Yeah, because they got Boogie. And like you said, I think there's been reports that Davis does not want to play the five. Yeah, that's so, been that's just been a thing that people have said. Just, you know, Broussard, uh, little here's and there's different people are just like, yeah, he likes the four. He's yeah. all, he feels natural. And you know what? He developed a three, and I can appreciate that. Let mm-hmm. him use it. Let him space out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that there will be a very good playoff series between the Clippers and the Lakers. Obviously, the seating and everything would impact that. But, I mean, think about it. You got Cousins. You got JaVale McGee. They still have Tyson Chandler, great veteran, will help young guys like Kuzma already has. Um, you got Kuzma, AD, Jared Dudley, good shooter. I mean, that team is actually – people have been talking about their lack of depth. I think with their recent signings, they're, they're a decently enough deep team with LeBron and AD running the head of that team. So the Lakers obviously have the star power with Davis and LeBron. They got to make more moves. They're going to be buyout contenders. Any player that gets bought out, they're going to have to – uh, hit on them. Um, so now to get a quick break in the action mm-hmm. before we get to more huge names that yeah. are making moves, going mm-hmm. places. We're going to go two two things here. All right, Matthew. The first yeah. one is teams that have made no moves. <laughs> okay. We start with our beloved Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> uh, the Cavs, obviously very draft-centered, young player-centered. Um, yeah, I if mean, you go if you go on NBA.com, literally says no reported transactions. No transactions. <laughs> they let David Nawaba walk, and that's it, guys. No the, signings. Doesn't look like they're gonna uh, move towards anything. They're not really interested. The only team in the league with no reported transactions. That is exactly. I mean, nothing, nothing to show for. Which there. isn't always a bad thing, Billy. That's not always a bad thing. Sure. I mean, the, think about it. Team stays together. Maybe build some more chemistry. Maybe get five or ten more wins next year, possibly. Yeah, you're looking at. 
Hov- uh, ten wins would be an upgrade. You feel good about that. If they're lucky, eighth seed, that'd be very lucky. But yeah. you know. And if you're looking at the Cavs, I mean, just get excited the fact that they have like six contracts that expire mm-hmm. and free up a boatload of money. Yeah. I mean, you're paying Brandon Knight nineteen million this year. So get ready for that to be free. Delhi is like fifteen, sixteen million free. Uh Marquise Chris, his rookie contract will expire. Um, and John Henson, his contract will be expiring soon to get that Bucks first rounder and the money is huge. Second segment, Matthew, the remaining free agents. Whew, free agency starts and just goes. Okay, that's it. No, not you know, nothing more, nothing less. All that's left, and let's just throw out two names. That's it. Kelly Oubre and Jabari Parker, only ones left. Do you feel like these guys could go well on some type of team? Yeah, I mean, Jabari's always been a pretty good stretch forward type player, and Oubre's been a kind of a two-way player, so maybe a team that just needs an extra piece. Like, not really the Lakers Houston as much. hasn't made a move yet. Yeah. Um, so they they let Fareed walk. They I don't think P.J. Tucker's returning. Yeah, pretty much the Rockets, um, they kept Green, House, and uh, Rivers is returning. That's pretty okay, much Okay, so they re-signed a couple key players. I they, could, like, they could use a Jabari Parker. I like a move for Jabari Parker or Kelly Oubre. they got to address yeah. it, but Oubre wants money. That's we'll true. see how that works out for them. I don't, I don't know. know. That. I don't know how much money he deserves, but, um, you know, I feel like if they get – they still got P.J. Tucker, who – I mean, maybe Jabari comes off the bench possibly. I feel like a team that could probably use them better would be a team like maybe the Magic. Um, you got Vucevic. He's, a, he's on a max deal now. Yeah. And then I feel like Aaron Gordon's just not a shooter. Yeah, um, and I feel like that's a big issue. Yeah, for they them. crave more shooting. I know, and I think if they you get, J- I think if you get Jabari, maybe even at the three, but probably just at the four, and maybe get rid of Gordon, that team gets better instantly. Right, that would be an interesting move. Jabari Parker to the Magic. Matthew likes, uh, kind of switching moves here. As Meek Mill once said, "There's not a neighborhood in Philly we can't go." <laughs> the Sixers, Matthew, uh, big moves in their own way. We start with, we thought we, I mean, it looked like they had to pay Jimmy the max looked like he'd take it too. He was easily and, and, you know, don't get at me with Embiid and Simmons. Jimmy Butler was their best player during the playoffs. He Mm -hmm. put up 20 to 30 a game as needed to get through teams like Toronto, which they almost did, you know, uh, a very lucky Kawhi Leonard game winner. Right. Exactly. I mean, they, they had to win these games, had to win. They got a series under their belt. Finally, you know, just like last year, second round, almost to the Eastern Conference Finals, Horford. You like the move. They bring in Al Horford. Looks like he might not start. Yeah. But it seems like that's going to fill the void and the overwhelming void, ladies and gentlemen, for them. And you know what? We can kind of cut Jimmy in, cut Jimmy out, like whatever you want to say. It doesn't replace Jimmy, okay? But they got crushed when Embiid was off the floor because they had no center presence. And no shooting. Yes, and so Reddick's gone too. That's what I was, I was about Jimmy. to bring that up. That's gonna hurt. But having Horford fill in and basketball people that just watch, you know, whatever. The, oh, Ben Simmons underplayed. No, they got slaughtered when Embiid was off the floor. They had no center presence. Oh yeah. Is it, is Horford really gonna be the difference here? What what are you expecting from Al the next four years at about thirty <laughs> well, mil? An old man with a old, with a big contract. I yeah. That much. Um, I would say that. It's going to be a close um, series if they play each other, Bucks and Sixers. But I have to be honest, I would say Sixers. I would say Sixers only because Bucks lost Brogdon. 
and that's just a big name. Brogdon's a big name that they lost. Um, they also, did, I don't think they lost anybody else. They have Middleton. They got Middleton back. No Miritich. No Miritich, too. You got, can't forget about that. And I would say only next year I'm taking the Sixers to the finals. Okay, interesting. Just because I just don't believe in the shooting of Giannis yet. So let me ask you this. Who's putting up? You Because Embiid tapped out end of the year. Yep. Really had really had problems. He's going to be on a minutes restriction to start mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. Who's putting up 20 to 25 a game for them, Matthew? Horford. Horford and Ben Simmons, I still feel like that's going to be a really strong tandem in the pick and roll just because Horford can shoot a little bit better than Embiid. Obviously not as strong defensively, but they, they still got Josh Richardson. He's a good. I mean, he's not. He's no yeah, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler sign and trade. They yeah, do get Josh he's, Richardson. He's like little brother Josh Richardson to me. We can, like him. We yeah, like Josh shoots, Richardson. Plays good defense. Probably Miami's best player last team, year. Yeah, he's a team player. Good guy. Um, they're gonna probably do Tobias Harris at the three. Yeah. And I mean, if you have Horford at the five and maybe Greg Monroe at the four, possibly that's a pretty solid team. Or Mike Scott, who can shoot the ball very well. Underrated, I believe, in terms right. of shooting. They um, brought Mike Scott back. Yep. Yeah, and you know, if Embiid is out, if Embiid's in, they obviously have a top tier lineup. I mean, Embiid, Horford, Harris, Richardson, Simmons, like that's a good lineup. But if we're talking about in terms of Embiid being out, I still think they're a really good team with Horford. Yeah, so with that, I mean, we've declared three contenders for the title so far in the Sixers, uh, Clippers. I mean, basically, we'll count the Bucks. I mean, Giannis back, that's I mean, four. Yeah, no, definitely a contender. I'm just saying, like, just because of the shooting with the Bucks, until Giannis can. Every single time you got to be like, oh man, that major like Kevin Durant ask. And I mean, obviously he'll never be the shooter of Kevin Durant, but if he can get to like halfway there, right. that's scary. But until we see that, I'm not taking the Bucks, in my opinion. And side note, it looks like the 76ers are going to get a deal done soon to have Ben Simmons back for four years. Exactly. So exactly. They're dedicating to it. Yeah, they want to exactly. see him get better, and he still does some things really well. I mean, you want to say. Doesn't shoot, god awful shot, no threes, blah, whatever. I yeah. mean, let's get over it. Let's just say we have a great player there mm-hmm. that does some really good 100%, things. 100%. 100%. We're looking thing, at yeah, four with, contenders right now. I mean, and mm-hmm. the Sixers in the mix of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I was going to say, the only thing with the Bucks is like every single year for the past like two or three years, not every single year, but the past two or three years, people are like, Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. And then we get to the playoffs and then we watch teams shut down Giannis. And yeah. that's I feel like is an issue. And Bledsoe was a problem who just got a new three year deal. He couldn't shoot exactly. to save his life. It was tough to watch him. Exactly. NBA players were talking about their friend, Bledsoe, who they couldn't stand to watch mm-hmm. his fault the way he did and, and as bad as he did. But again, we don't know the Bucks might get a seventy sixers team that really haven't found themselves. Tobias Harris, who we didn't really jump on yet, mm-hmm. they brought back four years. He's still a career like thirty to forty percent three point shooter. Didn't find his fit last year. Yeah, but there's a chance Matthew that he could emerge again as the guy they need. Yeah, I think so. Definitely, just a very well respected player, shooter, good all around teammate. As far as I have some of the reports that I've seen, just a good teammate. And I think that you know with Harris maybe at the three, Horford four, and Bead five, that team is very scary. Tall, switchable. Good shooting, you know, obviously outside of Simmons, but good shooting, good defense. That's a scary team for any team to go against. So moving on, because you kind of think, all right, if the 76ers were to get down to it, who's guarding who in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. And that starts with Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston gets the second round last year, um, taking on the Bucks, and whatever they lose, tough series, Kyrie situation unfolds, it's out, it's over. 
Then they emerge as not only are we going to lose Kyrie and everything he's he's put us through, we're going to get Kemba. And yeah. it it looked like and you want to know, oh, how could Charlotte you know let this guy walk Charlotte's not going over the salary cap mm-hmm. for another year like they just had. And that's yeah. not Kemba's fault, okay? The list came out the other day of the players that they have paid more than Kemba Walker, who only ever made seventeen million, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, Charlotte, I mean, you're talking about Nick Batum made more money than him. Cody Zeller made more money than him. Marvin Williams, like these, uh, Kid Gilchrist with his option was gonna make two million more than Kemba Walker. It was time, move him on, get him a fresh contract. Yeah, the thing was, I feel like they thought players were way better than they were. Yeah, <laughs> they just gave these guys big money. Right. When I feel like if you build that team. Kind of similar to like the 76ers with Iverson. Like, just kind of you take Kemba and you're like, all right, we need three and D around this guy and just yeah. let him work. That team could maybe reach the playoffs. And a couple of their guys faulted, but Toom's gotten yeah. worse. Yeah. Marvin Williams never lived up to it. Yeah. I mean, age killed him. So the Hornets took the same stance the Thunder did. We're Pretty not going much. over the cap to watch ourselves get bounced as an 8 or 7 seed. Exactly. And that is the reason you say, oh, why won't the Thunder just keep Russ? We keep going back to Thunder. They have such Mm -hmm. an interesting situation. No, they're not going to pay Russ and Adams to get slaughtered in the playoffs. That's not how it works. Exactly. Teams, especially if you've been there, right? So if you look at baseball right now, the Indians are in the same situation. Three straight years in the playoffs, can't get it done. Mm -hmm. The owner said no more. Okay, you want to blame the Dolans, and this isn't a baseball podcast, but – you want to blame the Dolans. They didn't get it done. These guys, Edwin, terrible in the playoffs. People are oh, my gosh, we miss Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley was terrible in the playoffs. Either wasn't there because he wasn't healthy or didn't arrive yeah. and pl- hit 300 like mm-hmm. he did in the race. So you don't get paid anymore. Yeah, exactly. Thunder are done with it. They're yeah. moving on. So are. Three strikes and you're out. Even right. In ba- even in basketball. <laughs> and the Hornets never even made the playoffs. You exactly. can't expect this guy to keep shelling out. And I, it's MJ and other owners, and it's MJ's fault. He's, you know, he basically GM too so his fault Kemba over to Boston what is the next step with Kemba for the Celtics what what is it they need to do what can they do what are you looking at right now as the Celtics hit the season my thing with the Celtics is so you lose Kyrie you get Kemba that is lose Horford yeah like so with Kemba the thing about Kemba is I feel like and I was telling you this earlier, if he plays like Isaiah Thomas, like a part of the team, that could be uh, maybe a second-round team. And he's right in the middle. Let's talk talent-wise. He's right in the middle between what Thomas was and what Kyrie is. Exactly. But plus uh, a quiet leader, Mm -hmm. a good guy, a a humble guy that knows he probably wasn't going to be a lottery pick until he did what he did at UConn. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's really made himself a pretty good player and still has to prove that he can be the best player on a good team. Exactly. So that's what they're getting and excited to get. So where I feel like the Celtics can go is, so you got Kemba, you got Marcus Smart, probably off the bench with Smart. Um, If Kemba plays like a team player, that could be a very scary team in like two or three years because Kemba is 29 and typically athletic point guards don't go too much farther than like 32. Sure. You know? But the Celtics are win now. Let's, you know, yeah. let's not do it like they No, they are a win now team. They're not they waiting on Jason Tatum here, Matthew. They yeah. Tatum, they want to get better obviously, but mm-hmm. they showed us last year that when Tatum is really taking a back and taking a step back talent-wise, they're still going to make moves and win. Exactly, exactly. So you got Jalen Brown 
absolutely great player. Two-way guy, can shoot, plays amazing defense, athletic. You got um, Hayward, who is very eh, but he's still, I mean, if he gets back, he's healthy. He's Looked like with, he was getting better. Yeah, exactly. He was kind of finding his own with the right. team with Brad Stevens and everything. Yeah. You got Tatum. Um, they do lack a little bit at the power forward with um, Daniel Tice being their best player, but maybe put yeah. Tatum at the four. Yeah. And then Cantor, who is a problem defensively, but definitely I think, you know, they're a pretty good. I, I use it a lot. A very good, like, pick-and-roll-esque team. You know, sure. a big center, a good point guard, and just They're not going to be defensive. Exactly. That's just what they're Marcus Smart's their best defensive player, always has and been. he's small. And they refuse to trade him for a reason. He's a great defensive player. Exactly. But you're looking he's kinda, at... He's like their little Draymond Green. You know what I mean? Like, he'll get in guys' face, kind of agitate the team, plays good defense. Or maybe, and I like maybe how... Maybe more like Pat Bev. Maybe more like Pat Bev. Yeah, that is a good comparison. And I like how simple their lineup is, right? We're going to run down every all these teams and, oh, I don't know. They could, like, mm-hmm. ooh, they could go start Rondo and then, you know, Kuz off the bench. Like, different teams are going to be that way. No, not with Boston. It mm-hmm. looks like it's going to be Kemba, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Cantor. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, with Kemba being your best player... The, the Celtics, since they have Brad Stevens, have kind of been a team, like a system team. They've been very systematic until they yeah. got Kyrie, and Kyrie is not a system guy. Kyrie is a give-me-the-ball-and-I'll-put-in-the-hoop kind of guy. Yeah. But when they play with a system and everybody's bought into that system, that's when the team's scary. I mean, think about it. When Isaiah, when, Do you remember when LeBron was on the Cavs, Isaiah Thomas came off the bench, or he was hurt, I'm sorry, he was hurt, and then that team, they beat they beat the Cavs in yeah. a game. Because in when Cleveland. They, yeah, when they play with a system... That team's scary, and I think if Kemba can fit that system, the whole team buys in, that could be a very scary team. And let's talk the meaning of system for a second because mm-hmm. I think people get confused on that, okay? okay. It doesn't just mean no every player is equal and this, and the, it still <laughs> means your best player yeah. is going to get the most. Exactly. Kemba's going to get the most points. It's a system built around a player. Right, so it just means Marcus Smart is doing things that's going to influence Kemba which will still leave Jason Tatum open, exactly. which you're still hustling. It's not like, oh, Kemba has to now only average 15 yeah. because Tatum gets 15 and smart. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's going to be a system to make the most out of the best players. Brad Stevens did it. He made Isaiah Thomas a star. Which um, was crazy. For a hot minute, he made him a crazy star. MVP. Wasn't he almost an MVP finalist? Yeah, he was like fifth, Absolutely I think, ridiculous. in voting. Yeah, craziness on that part. Um Boston, definitely a lot of questions. You like that Jason Tatum is going to get the shot to calm down. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown's clearly gotten better year by year. You really like that. Cantor can't play defense. I guess no big deal. I don't know. Like I said, I still think – I don't think they're going to go far. They're definitely not a finals contender. There's just better players. I mean, when it comes down to it, there's just better players in the Eastern Conference now, especially – I know Katie's hurt, but, like, the Nets could challenge them. Um, the Sixers, obviously, I would take the Sixers and the Bucks ahead of them every single time. And yeah, the, Danny Green. Andy the Danny Raptors, Green. I guess we can hit on them for a sec because we're going to segue from Boston to the bloody and uh, truly uh, hormonal, attitude-driven trail that Kyrie has left <laughs> on his way to Brooklyn. <laughs> but as far as the Raptors go, there were rumors that the Raptors were going to take on Russ and Paul George for Siakam. And a couple picks. They didn't have enough. Couldn't get it done. That's just what it is. Yeah, it's I mean, not that. Honestly, I feel like if that trade happens somehow, the Raptors just become the OKC of the East. Yeah, um, and probably, I mean, like, <laughs> probably because Masai Jiri didn't want to give up seven first rounders exactly. and probably didn't have them. Yeah. Probably exactly. didn't have those heat picks. So let's go. Let's do it, Matthew. Let's kind of step over all the attitude, all the, the blood, the shots that Kyrie threw. <laughs> He's in Brooklyn now, mm-hmm. he's not on the Knicks. The Knicks got nobody. 
Okay, don't get in my face about this. They got no one. <laughs> Randall, Portis, it's not going to get it done. The Knicks are irrelevant. We're not going to spend time on them. God help them if they get Russell Westbrook. They're to the side. We're not talking Knicks. It's Calm nuts. down. We're not going to do it. <laughs> All right, dude? He's over here freaking out. We're not going to do the Knicks. We're not going to do it. I don't want to talk about the okay, Knicks. Okay, <laughs> we're on the Little Brother Nets, the formerly New Jersey Nets, the Brooklyn Nets now, the team that Start famously the new, the new york nets <laughs> at this point honestly the famously team that gave away four unprotected first round picks for kevin garnett paul pierce which nobody knocked when it happened only after the fact when they didn't win anything and in today's nba that's not crazy matthew because i, I the thunder just did it people love the clippers just did it i know I guess Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, a little past their prime, then mm-hmm. Kawhi, but whatever. Brooklyn gets Kyrie and KD, which I guess I'm not in on the their best friends. Look at them. Oh, mm-hmm. look at this photo I found from them laughing at yeah. All-Star Game at USA. They've been at a couple things. They've clearly gotten along. The 2016 Olympic team got along really well. Yeah. That's where DeAndre Jordan comes in. Mm-hmm. So the Nets, big signings. Uh KD, still KD the best player. He'll wear number seven, apparently. Which is, I just don't get that, but okay. Kyrie, and then they scooped DeAndre Jordan to wear. random, but. uh, To get $40 for four years. That dude was finished last year. I don't know why teams insist on signing centers that can't shoot free throws. Because every single year it happens, they have to take that big-name player out. In the, in the fourth quarter of playoff games because teams will just foul him and then he'll just brick free throws and they start losing. I don't really get it. I get it as a regular season move, but I would almost save that cap space and go for another shooter or just somebody that you know can fit around Kyrie and KD better, in my opinion. Yeah, so... Because they still have Jared Allen. Don't forget, Jared Allen is an up-and-coming center. Yeah, breaking down the, the Nets roster, DeAndre Jordan's not going to start, if you were even wondering that. I don't, don't think people thought they would. Oh, I thought he... You don't, you don't think Jordan? he's going to start? Yeah. I don't no, I think he'll be off the bench. He won't play much at all, actually. Wow, really? I was I think he's starting. No, no. Jared Allen will start at really? center. Yeah. Okay. And they've got a couple guys that they gotta fit in and find spots for. Um but they had such an enticing roster. I apparently rumors now circulating Kyrie and Dinwiddie are good friends. People the D'Angelo Russell narrative took on its own thing. He really mm-hmm. improved himself, looked better. Make no mistake, Karis LeVert was the player on that team last year till mm-hmm. he got hurt, yeah. and still was when he came back. And it was evident that teams could absolutely shut down Russell, and LeVert wasn't himself yeah. enough to carry that team. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. And a part of you wants to say KD's probably he is going to miss the whole year, so a part of you yeah. probably says, "All right, this isn't their year. They'll see yeah. what they can do. Well, They'll I mean, get they, a five seed." They made it. They made a run versus the Sixers with just Russell. Yeah, I mean, I was that that was a six, that was a five game series, correct? Yes. But it was a it was a battle. It looked okay. It was a battle though. I mean, with Jared Dudley getting in people's yeah. face and everything, and, and I you, I really enjoyed that series. Lavert getting healthy is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. That's their best player getting healthy again. They're not going to have KD for this year, is what it is. I I guess I misspoke. Jordan don't get minutes. He'll still play, but so, Jared Allen's the starting center. Did you do you think that Karras was better than Russell? Or just because Russell? Oh yeah, was, you thought so, really? Before he broke his leg, which was a devastating injury, yeah. that team because he was their best player. Wow, I thought I always thought it was Russell. Yeah, and that's what. And fairly enough, Russell played really well and mm-hmm. recovered and was passing, assisting. But this is still a guy averaging, 
I think if you looked up his numbers right 21. now, it's like, yeah. Russell. Anywhere from 17 to 21, but easily shut down because his skills were diminishing and were kind of subsidized to floaters and mid-rangers. Mm-hmm. And, and Ben Simmons can shut that down. Ben yeah. Simmons can get on you exactly. and say, take a three if you need to, and Russell's not there. So I think that's why... If you the Nets and a lot of people debated it, it was a hot topic. They just had to say, "All right, it's Russell's upside is not what Kyrie's is." Obviously, Kyrie clearly wants to be some type of leader. Hasn't been a good one. Fine. Yeah, I, I I don't like him as the best player on a team. No, probably not. Excellent number two, not a good number one. Yeah, um, clearly wants to be some leader. He's gonna be the best player on this team for at least a year. They're mm-hmm. gonna figure that out. Um, and the coach of the Nets hopefully going to get in his face a little more. That's the rumors. He'll mm-hmm. he'll get on him and get after him. So the Nets have a lot to learn, but getting KD is huge. It's mm-hmm. a step forward in the idea that KD wanted to hit New York but didn't want to deal with these jokers yeah. at Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. Um, so KD will wear number seven, not next season, but yeah. the, the year yeah. after. I th- I think the concern for the Nets, well, for not for the Nets, I'm sorry, for KD, is he wants to be like the man. Like he was the best player in the Warriors, but that was Steph's team. Right. I'm wondering with Kyrie having a full year of like you know you know he's a big like media guy, so he'll be like yo Nets, I got you, I'm here. Yeah. You know, if he builds like this big like rapport with the he'll city, he'll be around. Don't doubt yeah, that either. If he builds big rapport with the city, is it going to be like one of those things where it's yeah KD's the best, but it's Kyrie's team? Like I don't know because Steph was drafted by the Warriors, so it's kind of different. But you know, Kyrie's yeah. from New York. He's kind of like the hometown guy. I'm wondering if that aspect would happen again, where it's like, you know, it's KD's the best, but and it's kind of like Kyrie's squad, especially with the full year of Kyrie running the show. And basically, how it's been printed is they got KD through Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was going to Brooklyn no matter what. Yeah. And KD chose it because of that. Exactly. And maybe could have went Knicks. Maybe mm-hmm. probably if he hadn't gotten hurt, I think he'd consider it. Yeah. But yeah, Kyrie is definitely the enigma here. I mean. Uh, looking at how's he gonna fit, how's he gonna mm-hmm. work, like that type of situation, yeah. Matthew. I mean, there's there's a lot to be answered for free agency. A lot happened this year. Um, I mean, what move do you think you really liked? As we're kind of looking towards the end here, but what is it you thought you really enjoyed uh, a team doing in free agency? My favorite thing, and it's kind of gone under the radar just because bigger names. Um, but I really, really, really like the Jazz in the next three years. Yeah, and that's a team we didn't hit on much. Yeah, basically because, they because got... they're a quiet team. They always have been that way, even at their best. They're just they're not a really loud team. You know what I right. mean? Like I think really Conley will go really well with uh, Mitchell. Mitchell's an up and coming guy, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, player. no pressure on Mitchell to have the ball all the time, exactly. make a move. You got you got they have three guys coming off the bench. Looking at their team here, I'm sorry, call it four small forwards that can play either the two, three, or four mm-hmm. switchable guys. Think about it, uh, Joe Ingles. Uh, Bogdanovich, Jeff Green, Royce O'Neal, who's very eh, but Tabo Cephalosha, that's like five guys that can switch and shoot threes, and that is scary right? for any team to go against. Donovan Mitchell, um, I don't believe Derek Favors is still on the Jazz. This roster has him there, but I, I believe he went nah. to – did he go to the – it wasn't the Pacers. Yeah, he moved He for went sure. to another team, so they don't have him, but they still have Ed Davis. And like I said, those threes can still play the four. Right. And you got Rudy Gobert. Um, you got Udo, who's a great defensive center off the bench, good player. That's a and um the head coach. I always forget his name. Quinn you, Snyder. Quinn Snyder, great coach. That is a scary team. Yeah, you like the upgrade with Conley. Um, just a good team so player. It looks like Conley's Derek just Favors. A good team player. Derek Favors goes to the Pelicans. Yeah, 
Yeah, that and sounds right. The, according to they got a Moutier too. I mean, that's a oh, it's two second round picks for Derek Favors. Yeah, I mean they got they're a deep team with a good starting uh, starting lineup, deep team, and they got Quinn Snyder, who's a great coach, and that is a very that's a that's a formidable team in right. the West. They've gone at their Rockets twice in a row. Tough team to go against. Yeah, in and the especially with Mitchell round. being young too. You know, it's, right. The more experience he gets going to the playoffs each and year, and Conley will take the pressure off. Him. Exactly, exactly. That's a really that's a quiet team that I feel like could maybe this is very bold could like upset a Los Angeles team. Like not really the Clippers, but I definitely feel like they could possibly, if everything goes right, take the Lakers, which sure. is bold. But we'll see. They have more depth and and some interesting players. Bogdanovich is probably going to be exactly what you want. Just a shooter. In addition, Just a Conley, shooter. a veteran leadership, smart player, runs the floor. That's a winner in free agency quietly. Mm-hmm. Okay, we talked about the Knicks being the big losers, obviously. <laughs> the biggest. But the quiet losers, I'm going to go two teams here. Okay. okay? And they're connected okay. to, um, and D'Angelo Russell we can touch on mm-hmm. going to the Warriors in a second. Just weird. The Suns and the Timberwolves are losers. Okay? You think so? Number one, and there's still time. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Wiggins isn't moved yet. Enough. Is, you have to have moved him. He's just he's just a quiet scorer, which is not exciting whatsoever. No fun. Yeah. He'll put His up defense, like fifteen and you're like, oh, Wiggins scored fifteen. When yeah. did that happen? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like he's, it's not like a Kyrie where you're like, Oh yeah, like he's got big moves and you know, you see him score and you're like, Oh yeah, it's Wiggins is just like eh. Right. You know? <laughs> he's just like there. Wiggins was rumored to be on the move so they could get Russell. I mean, Kat and D'Angelo Russell, good friends. Mm-hmm. It looked like they could be together somehow, whatever. He put a loading thing, like uh, D'Angelo Russell goes by deloading sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It looked like it could happen. It didn't. That's why I'm going to say they're a loser. Didn't move Wiggins, didn't get Russell. Phoenix, also a loser. You really don't like Phoenix? It looked like they should have gotten Russell too. Mm-hmm. It looked like that was an option. And, man, they all they did was move T.J. Warren or whatever. They think T.J. Warren's money. Whatever T.J. Warren's a scorer. Now you look dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, there's I mean, oh the Suns got no better. They made no difference in their team besides they have Culver. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not Culver. Uh, well they have Corver. Um, but he's expected to be waived. Apparently, I'm looking at reports. Um, they have Kaminsky, who's just there. I mean, it's not really anything special. And Ricky Rubio, who is just—he's a solid point guard at best. That's you know, just a solid point guard. I personally think the Suns, their key to success is really just—you got to build around Aiton and Booker. And I think if you can get a tandem there between that that duo and then, you know, everybody likes to say it, the 3 and D player is like the most valuable thing right now. And if you build 3 D around Booker and Aiden, that team, I mean, if Aiden reaches his full potential, we, are, we already know what Booker is. Booker is a scorer. That's what he's going to do. Um, I think the team has upside. I agree with you. Maybe they didn't do a lot this free agency, but I definitely think the team has upside. The okay. only problem with the Suns is management, really. Now, okay, this is where the NBA is killer. Okay, so I was I was trying to say who did they draft, mm-hmm. but because there's nothing's official mm-hmm. during the draft, they have different players wearing different hats yeah. for teams that didn't draft them. So yeah, and so, it's weird. it's weird. The Suns traded with the Timberwolves. All the Timberwolves got Culver, but that doesn't count as free agency. Mm-hmm. The Suns only added Cam Johnson, who the Ringer dot com ranked thirty third overall in the draft. They took him eleventh. The Suns are terrible. They don't. The Grizzlies have Corver, but are going to buy him out. Yeah. 
They don't have anybody. I mean, they got no one here, Matthew. Mm. They're terrible. They traded Josh Jackson. They basically declared that a failed project. Mm-hmm. Or is that how they got Corver? Um, the Grizz, maybe. Uh, maybe I'm, not. No, Corver's I'm, in Memphis. He's in Memphis? I'm, the Suns are terrible, man. They did nothing. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They didn't do anything. Like I said, though, I think where that team finds like solace is just trying to build around Booker and Aiden because I definitely think Aiden can be a really good player. I agree. Um, and we, I think Booker has almost reached his potential. Um, if he hasn't reached it yet, there's not a whole He'll lot. He'll have more. to prove eventually a good player on a bad team or just a good player. It, you'll yeah, have exactly. to answer it. Exactly. You don't know. Exactly. And as far as, as far as we know right now, he's just a good player on a bad team um, as far as we know. But I think that if, if Aiden can reach his upside and – Booker, you know, pretty much stays the same. Maybe gets a little bit better. That could be a really good team. Almost, almost kind of like a Jazz, almost. But they just don't have the management. That's the problem with that I see. It's almost, you know, they just don't have very good management that doesn't make very smart moves. <laughs> yeah, and so last last thing in the day, um, you've done great first podcast, man. Thank killer, Thank killer. You. Thanks for having me again. D'Lo Russell, D'Angelo, my guy. I loved him since he was at Ohio State. Uh no dream from ever to hit the Cavs. I never thought that was my wish was Kyrie for D'Angelo Russell. That would have been cool. <laughs> and Kyrie could have been on the Lakers. Cavs, yeah. Man. Then LeBron never would have left for the Lakers, but we won't go down that route. <laughs> um, he goes to the Warriors. And so let's look up like upside downside upside. This is a pass first smart player with scoring ability that is now we're playing for a great coach with scores and guys that have experience. Mm-hmm. I guess you like to see Steph play off ball. Now yeah. Steph doesn't have to use as much energy. Clay's not playing next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be. Well, if he, he. There's been reports he could come back right before the trade deadline. Right. So February. Okay, but let's look at like Gordon Hayward, Paul George. It takes a year and a half to get back. So you're not well, getting. Well, they, they had broken legs, though. Clay was a it's a knee injury. I believe it was ACL. Hayward tore his ACL for sure. Yeah, but he broke his. I thought he broke his leg. I'm pretty sure he just broke his leg, and so did Paul George. And that takes a long time to get back from. Well, same. All right, then let's say Boogie. Like Boogie's yeah. the same situation. It's gonna be he used half a year. Now mm-hmm. he's gonna need another year before he's full. Really? Like ready well, yeah. To get okay, back. I agree. But I'm saying he will be on the court. I think next. Yeah, year. I mean we're talking about serious leg injuries here. Um, Clay will be back. Won't be Clay. He won't yeah, be the same guy. Fair. Defensively. Or offensively. So probably you're looking at Russell Curry, Draymond, Kavon Looney. Like, that's your team right now. That's all they yeah. have. Yeah. What I feel uh, like. I'm sorry. They got Wooly Coley Stein, who I like. Yeah. Is actually very a good, good player. player. Um, I think, and I saw this on, I believe it was ESPN, um, that they might try to trade Russell for like just another just Russell esque player, but not a guard, more so like a small forward, power forward center yeah. at the trade deadline when Clay gets back. And I mean, if you ask me, that core. Of Steph, Clay, and Draymond, that alone gets you to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I believe, um, yep. regardless of who is around them, just because just the straight shooting of Clay and Steph is just absolutely dangerous. Um, they got Looney, who's a good defensive player. They got Kali Stein. Um, I still think that's a playoff team. Definitely yeah. not. I mean, obviously they're not the same without Kevin Durant. Clearly, yeah, um, and Clay. I mean, and we, Clay. we really have to act like Clay's not around. Yeah, we yeah, have keep, to. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good point. Um, I still feel like they're a playoff team next year. I still think that team makes the playoffs. Interesting. And so so we said upside is he runs the offense well. Coley Stein's a good player. That'll fit nicely. Yeah. Um, downside He's is... He's kind of like JaVale McGee almost. Downside is what you said, Matthew, is the Warriors basically, I think, pitched to this guy and said, let's get you paid 
and then let's see how it goes, mm-hmm. and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. Because a team like Minnesota could still give you a Wiggins, could still a Just Phoenix depth. team could still maybe hand over Aiton for Coley Stein and Russell. Like, um, like you could see how that goes. And so Russell, who another interesting piece, um, moving to the Warriors, who you thought lost out on KD, but still kind of got him. But like, it's it's such a weird situation. Mm-hmm. But again. That is free agency for this year, and it was a wild one, was it not? It was fantastic. Matthew Beck, thank you for coming on the Glory Road Podcast. Thanks for having me. It was a fun time. Heck of a time. And remember, if you enjoyed free agency, I mean, really let it sink in for what's left. Next year will not be the same. Exactly. Who did we say the top free agent was? <laughs> Conley. Yeah. Mike Conley will be your top free agent. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hope you have a great week, and, and keep tuning in as the Glory Road Podcast comes out. Like that, now you know you want to dance. So move out of your seat and get a fight, girl, and catch this beat while it's rolling.